Good morning, everyone. It is so good to see you on this very beautiful Palm Sunday this morning. Thank you for being here to worship the Lord with us. We're so glad to have you here. If you would join me in a word of prayer and then we will begin our worship. Please stand. Lord, we love you. We know that your spirit is here among us today. We anticipate the joy of celebrating your resurrection on Easter Sunday next week. But Lord, we celebrate that every Sunday and every day of our lives as your followers. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for being with us. May your spirit fill this place in our hearts. We love you. We glorify you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Y'all worship with us. Search the world, but it couldn't fill me. A man's empty grace, treasure vague, but never enough. Well, then you came along, you put me back together. Satisfied here in your love. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing, nothing is better than you. I'm not afraid. Won't find me again. 
we thank you, Lord. We give you place in our lives this morning. First place, and we worship you, God. I would be hopeless without your goodness. I would be desperate without your love. A slave to the darkness if it wasn't for the cross you have one you have one with your
Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know you don't have to wait. The same resurrection power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead can live inside of each and every one of us. For those of us that believe that same resurrection power of Jesus that rose him from the dead lives in each inside, in the inside of each and every one of us. And you don't have to wait for it. You don't have to wait till the end of the service to commit your life to Jesus. You can do it right now. So if you're watching online or if you're, you're here right now, let's just take a moment, a holy moment before the Lord. Bow your heads for a quick second. Some of you need to rededicate your life to Jesus. You've kind of strayed away from him with this last pandemic thing going on or whatever else is going on in your life. But let's take a moment and rededicate our hearts and our minds to him. Some of you may have never made that choice to believe, but let's take a moment and reach out to God and ask for that resurrection power, that life to be inside of each and every one of us. Right there where you're at, just talk to Jesus in your own words. It could be as simple as I believe, or I need you. But his presence is here and it's close. He says, call upon me and I will come, I will answer. Call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. Jesus. If you have no other words to say, the name of Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, we commit our lives to you this morning. That same resurrection power that rose you up. God, let it live inside of us. And live inside of me. We worship you this morning. Amen. 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 Welcome to Palm Sunday. Let's give him a hand clap of praise. Come on, we got to do better than that on Palm Sunday. Yes. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. Why don't you say hello to somebody close by, and then you can go ahead and take your seat. So glad that you're here this morning. Welcome to Christian Fellowship Church, also known as CF Paris. It's a great morning to be together worshiping God, whether you're online, hello, or you're with us here, right here in person. Welcome, welcome. God is so good, so, so good. If you're a guest with us this morning, I want to welcome you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for taking time out of your weekend. Uh, making plans to be here and kind of navigate where to go and where to sit and all those types of things. We really appreciate that you're here. We would love to welcome you. There's a, there's a guest card in your seat back called New Here. The way that we are able to reach out to you and kind of let you know more about the church and just to send you a note of thanks is if you'd fill that card out and drop it in one of the boxes on your way out or just give it to somebody that looks like they know what they're doing. <laughs> and they'll get it to the right place. But we welcome you as a guest. Thank you for coming. Also online, there's a link there that you can fill out. We'd love to reach out to you there. Um, if you're here in person at the end of the service, there's a table to your right at the back. Guest reception, we have a little gift for you. Um, we'd love to give you a CF Paris coffee mug and just one of the pastors or staff members will be over, to, over there to say hello. So thank you for that. Welcome, welcome. Um, another thing that we do as a part of our worship is that we give of our tithes, our offerings. We give of our finances and what God has blessed us with. And so I just want to um, point that out, how to do that. A lot of our stuff is digital. You can do that online through your phone. We got an app. You got a text to give number. We have a website. Uh, we try to make it as simple 
and as in many places as possible. But we also will have ushers at the back on your way out that'll be holding our offering bucket, so you can just drop your tithe, um, or your offering, your gift uh, to the Lord there. So thank you for giving. We depend upon your support greatly. All right. We have a couple of quick announcements. I'm sorry, Broadway's video didn't load today. We had technical difficulties, so you have to, like, deal with me instead of Broadway in a bunny suit or something. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, I, I don't even remember the announcements now. I'm like, oh, what are they? I don't know. I had Timmy... I had Kimmy text them to me, but I don't want to get out my phone. I do want to mention uh, the serve here packets um, at the back. Okay, so I went through painstaking, like verifying, checking everything, printing things out and all of that. I made this little cool QR code that you can scan with your phone's camera and it takes you to the link to sign up to go serve. And I got everything right. And then I realized that I put the wrong QR code on the packet last week. I had one job, right? Anyway, we all make mistakes. I'm sorry about that. So if you were trying to scan that code last week, it was taking you nowhere. We really do want you to serve here, though. So I fixed all those. I threw all the mistake packets away. We've got some new ones. We even got little half sheets if you just want to take an abbreviated version of that with you on your way out. Stop at the serve here table back there. Uh, Jordan's back there right now. Um, it's right there on your right on your way out, but um, please grab one of those. Look through the lists of things that you can serve here. We, we are, are so excited for all the things that we're doing here at this church, in this community, and in our community out and about, and we depend upon you um, volunteering and being part of those things to make it happen, and it's just awesome, awesome way to give back to the Lord and worship Him. Did you know that you can get more out of serving and kids than you can out of a sermon? Do you know that? <laughs> just thought I'd throw that out there. If you've been sitting in sermons for years and you haven't served in a while, you need to get off your bum and start serving. I'm sorry. I'm going to be a little direct this morning. <laughs> Sometimes love requires us to act. Pastor Corey's looking at me like, stop, stop. Going to run everybody off before Easter. No, you guys are good, right? If you're here as a guest, I'm sorry. Um, I apologize. But we just consider you as family. So at the end of service, um, when we start stacking chairs, just join us. You know, family helps clean up. So, was there another announcement I was supposed to have? Easter, yes. Everybody knows it's Easter next week, but 8 and 10 next week. 8 and 10, all right? Not 9 and 11, 8 and 10. 8 o'clock will be our first service. You're welcome, volunteers. And 10 o'clock will be our second service. So, we'd love for you to come and join us. Bring as many people as you would like. Save a seat for them. Come on out. It's going, to be, it's going to be fun. I'm sure Pastor Corey's got a great message for us today and next week. Something else? I don't think so. Okay, I'm sorry for my unprofessionalism up here. I'm going to hand it over to Corey before I get fired. <laughs> well. If we... Uh... Right, everybody's gonna sing this time around. Are we ready? I'm kidding. Don't. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, clear the audio. Stop it. And we're good. Oh, this has been fun. Um, yeah, that was, that was some great encouragement. If your bum has been in your seat. Uh, we, uh, we've been in a series the last few weeks um, on uh, talking about the power of love. And, uh, man, all of this, guys, it, this is basically our, my, my thought is, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to segue just a little bit here. So in, in years past, we, we have a tendency as church people to talk about people that come only twice a year. The two times they come would be Easter or Christmas, and mostly because mama makes them, right? But, but on a whole, that's a church, we kind of make jokes about it. And what's funny this year is that this year, due to the pandemic, there's going to be so many people that they call this home. And this is, this is home. This is church. This is where they belong and where they go. They just haven't been in a year. And, and for those of you that made the effort to get here one Sunday before, congratulations. <laughs> Good job. Um, look, I, no, I'm, I'm joking. I, we, my, my tendency is I don't like to do just a, a typical Easter message because Easter, I figure everybody's heard it. Even if you only come to church twice a year, everybody's heard that message. And so my, my Easter message this Sunday is going to be uh, a little bit different. Yes, I, I'm, I'm so excited about what Easter is and, and the birth, um, the birth, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, I mean, it's a powerful moment. And I think there's, there's things that we tend to just always focus on in that moment, but there's some other things that I want to draw to your attention. But knowing that we know that story, these last six Sundays, the Power of Love series has been my Easter service for us, Easter service. Next Sunday is for you as well, because I truly believe it's going to impact your life, but, but also for, for the friends, the neighbors who... Maybe you've even said something to the effect of, um, yeah, it'll probably be a cold day in hell before they ever grace the door of a church. That's our attitude sometimes. Even though Christ himself, the power of love, changed us, met us in our darkest hour, we still have a tendency to look at others that think differently than us, that look differently than us, that, that view the world or live even differently than us, and we look at them and we say, you're not welcome. You don't belong. Over the last few weeks, we've studied different attributes of the, uh, the power of love, this, this God kind of love. It's this love that Jesus showed us even when we weren't following him. And then this love that Jesus shows us when we weren't even following him, and then he tells us time and time and time again, as you have seen me do, now I want you to do also. We're supposed to do for others. It's, it's by this that all men know, it's by this that all men know that you are his followers. If you what? You love one another. Hey, guys, it's okay. It's a baby. <laughs> Baby's coo. Mom, dad, whoever's back there with it, you're fine. We love it. If anybody turns and gives you a dirty look, we'll kick them out. <laughs> Jesus tells us time and time again, as, you, as you've seen me do, this is, this is what you're supposed to do. 
If we agape one another, this, this, this God kind of love, if we love one another as Christians, the greatest characteristic that we should show, the greatest characteristic that each and every one of us should show, no, don't, oh, man, I'm sorry. I made the baby leave. <laughs> the greatest characteristic that we should show is love. The greatest characteristic as Christians, as followers of Christ, as, as those who emulate Christ, the, the, the characteristic that should be overflowing, exuding, when people don't even know us, they should recognize, is love. But even though love is to be our defining characteristic, don't you know it's easy? It's easy. It's easy to get caught up in this, in self. It's easy to get caught up even, even in this, the, our, our four walls and no more. It's, it's easy to get caught up in this. this are, these are our people. This is, who, this is who we know. Meanwhile, forgetting that it's, it's the people out there. It's the very people out there. It's the everyone that's not here that we're supposed to be showing this love to. Today, what I want to do, uh, I want to talk to you about the value of reaching people. Uh, I'm going to be reading uh, two different stories, or uh, talking about a story and reading a story out of Mark chapter 2. Um, and, and I want to I share with you and just kind of bring to light, I think, some, some tendencies that we end up having with, with, even though that we've experienced this power of love, these tendencies that we end up having. And then from there, these points that we should probably then utilize within our lives. And, and while in the past we've been titling these messages um, towards the, the, their characteristic, love cares, love serves, love gives, this one today, this is, this is more of a, a directive. This today is, today is my challenge to you. This is now love. Now what do we do, Corey? All right, now Love. Uh, and, and again, this is a, a directive and a challenge, and I say that because my, my question to you today is, is who are you going to invite next week? Who are you going to get involved with this week to invite them next week? Invite somebody to service. And not your mother, okay? Like, she can come. She's welcome. But that doesn't, that doesn't like exclude you from being able to invite somebody else. All right? All right. To encourage you, uh, uh, this is, I'm telling you now, now love. Let me give you the context of the verses. I'm going to start off at the, the end, closer to the end of Mark chapter 2. And, and within Mark, what we've seen is, is uh, within this chapter, um, Jesus heals a, a, a paralytic man. Um, he then calls a, a man by the name of Levi, who we later known as the Apostle Matthew. So Levi is a known tax collector, and, God, and Jesus walks beside him. He was uh, not a tax collector. I'm sorry. Yes, he was a tax collector. Wow. Look, I read up on, like, all the disciples this week, and my mind right there immediately went to another one and said, nope, he did this. And I thought, oh, gosh, I just said that live on television. And now I'm just going to keep talking about it. Yes! So, <laughs> so he was a tax collector. And, and, and tax collectors were known in that time, in that day and age, as, as, as very sinful, but, but very smart. 
They had to keep two sets of books, one set of books that, that they showed to the Roman government because although they were Jew, they worked for the Roman government. So they, they taxed their own people for the Roman government. And so they would keep a set of books for the Romans. Here, everything's in order. And then they would keep another set of books for themselves that they saw because the whole time they're marking up the Jews, their fellow people, their family, they're marking up their taxes and only giving Rome what it's owed. So they're making money off their own as well as selling them out to the government that's lording over them. And yet Jesus walks along, looks at this guy and says, hey, I want you to be my disciple, come with me. Continuing on, this was a shock to the religious people. Anybody who was religious, anybody, the, the, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, all of these religious organizations, every single one of them looked at this and thought, well, why? Why would Jesus do this? This doesn't make sense. This is, this is not how we operate. This is not what we do. And so Jesus then goes to Levi's house. Levi throws a party as he was already accustomed to doing, right? He's already making money off his own people. He tries to buy back some of their love by, he's known for throwing lavish parties, and he invites fellow sinners, fellow, fellow people who are seen by the law as, as those who are sinners less than. And Jesus goes. Jesus goes, hangs out at the party. He's hanging out with Matthew, with Levi. And it's here that we see towards the end of this chapter that, that the, the Pharisees end up, they, they, uh, they look, they're completely offended by all of this. And they say something to the effect of, why does Jesus eat with sinners? Why does he eat with those people? Why does he hang out with those? And his response was shockingly controversial. It was unbelievable to the Pharisees. Jesus said to them, and I read to you right here, it says, Jesus says, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, it is the sick. I have not come to call the righteous but sinners. And this has become almost somewhat of a, a, a mantra for, for the modern church, right? Guy out in the crowd holding his beer, throwing it up. God came for me. <laughs> and it's true. God came for every single one of us. And I hope we recognize that that's what Scripture is telling us. Every single one of us. And yet, and yet do we forget that just as God came for us, now that same love is what we're supposed to reach out for others and bring them to. Do we recognize that? Do we see it? Jesus didn't come for the healthy. He came for the sick. He didn't come for those who, who think they're already righteous. He came for sinners. He didn't come for those who have it all together. He came for the broken, the sick, the sinners. And that's each and every one of us. And our tendency, like I said, is to love this passage. We, we love it, but we forget the reason that he came for us was that so we could bring others to him. I, I want to jump back to the beginning of this chapter and, and show you a powerful story that I believe demonstrates uh, our, our actions, the way that we sometimes, uh, our attitude at times towards people. Uh, jumping back to the, the very first verse, Mark chapter 2, starting in verse 1, it says this. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come, and they gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. 
I mean, you got to imagine this was like a, a powerful moment. People are gathering in. They're, they're out. They're like pulling out their note tabs and taking notes. I don't, I don't know. They didn't have pen and paper, quill. I don't know what they used. Chisel. <laughs> now, but look, it's more than you're doing. Stop it. But I mean, this was intense. Jesus was preaching to them, and, and they're excited about it. They're crowding in. They're, they're getting in there. And you can only imagine people are pushing in from behind, but you don't want to, like, crowd in on Jesus. So you're trying to hold back and trying to hold your stance. And I mean, this is awesome. You want to glean every single word that Jesus says. Continues on. It says, some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now, you got to recognize, you got to see this right off the bat. Look, Jesus, yes, he, he eventually heals the guy. He tells the guy, hey, look, just so that everybody here knows that what I'm saying is truth, rise up, be whole, come on. And the paralyzed man walks for the first time and everybody's amazed. But Jesus, before that, he goes for the biggest need first. There was a spiritual need that, that his friends even recognized. The paralyzed man may or may not have recognized it. I, I don't know. The scripture doesn't go into that detail. But, but the, the friends, they knew it. And Jesus, Jesus saw the greatest need in this man's life. The greatest burden. As great as the burden of being paralyzed maybe was for this guy, I can only imagine this biggest need was that he didn't know Christ. I think a lot of times you and I, we, we, tend, we tend to focus on the outside. They'll never go to church. I mean, I, I like him and all. He's a good buddy, but <laughs> no, nah, you don't. Uh -uh. It'll be a cold day. But Jesus saw the greater need that you and I should also recognize. What I want to do with the, the rest of my time is, is here uh, show you two, two quick thoughts, two big thoughts. And maybe a lot of little thoughts within the big thought, but, you know, we'll see. But I, I truly believe that those of us who are, are followers of Christ were, were called to this idea. This idea of now love. And in order to love people into a relationship with Jesus, let me give you these two big thoughts. The first thing that I believe that God calls us to is, as followers of Christ is to carry the weight. Carry the weight. We, we talked about this a little bit when we talked about love serves. We talked about this a little bit when we talked about love cares. Carry the weight. Now, I want, I want to take it a little bit further with you. We're called to care for those who, who are in a place of hurt or in need within our lives. This is exactly what verse 3 says. This, this is what happens. It says, some men came bringing to Jesus a paralyzed man carried by four of them. A group of men got together and recognized they knew who Jesus was. They knew the power and the authority that Jesus carried. And they knew as well what this man's need was. We've got to get this man to Jesus. 
No excuses today. No, no, more, no more thinking, well, you know what, I think he'll be all right today. Maybe today is not the day. They said, we're getting you to Jesus. They showed that love cares. They got involved in his life saying, we're going to get you there even if we have to carry you. Look, look, we don't want to just get you to Jesus. We have to get you to Jesus. We care about you enough to do this. I, I said it in, in Love Cares. People need to know that you care about them, not that you're trying to convert them. That you care about them. They don't care how much you know. They want to know how much it is that you care. They want to know, maybe more than that, do you care about me? Maybe even more than that, are you even involved in my life? Look, as followers of Christ, we're going to have to carry the weight. These four guys carried their friend to Jesus. So what does that mean for us? Well, remember at the beginning when I said this was a challenge message and that every single one of you was to like, and I'll even break it down, every family, you don't even have to individually, has to bring somebody next week? Well, you don't have to just invite them, you have to actually bring them. <laughs> But what if we did? <laughs> I think a lot of times what, what, we, what we end up doing just to, just to satisfy uh, you know, our, our own selfish thoughts that maybe we're not as Christian enough, what we do is, is something that a lot of people, are, it's referred to as drive-by witnessing. <laughs> I don't like you, but, but Jesus does. Hey, see ya. Or the good one, the good one that we've all used. Hey, yeah, you should, yeah, you, should, you should come to my church sometime. It'd be fun. Never mind that they don't have any clue where you go to church or what time church is. But you just throw it out there. Yeah, you should come to my church sometime. Maybe. Don't, don't worry about it if you're busy. If you can't, I understand. Don't, no, hey. Very literally, we should be bringing people to church. They have to get their friend to Jesus. This group of men, they had to get their friend to Jesus. And then, and then within this, you think about this, this picture of all of a sudden you're inside. And, and remember, it's jam-packed. You are like totally focused on everything that Jesus is saying. I mean, you're writing this stuff down. It's good. They were digging through the roof. Who brought something to dig through a roof with? Like what, how all of a sudden were they, like, hey, hold on just a second, guys. I've got my shovel. Uh, so they're, and remember, they're, they're about to lower a man down on his mat. So this isn't, this isn't a two-by-two two hole. <laughs> I mean, maybe one of them thought about it and was just like, hey, guys, look, I can get him in. And oh, Johnny, that's, that's Jesus. You'll be all right. No, they had to open up a hole wide enough to lower the whole mat in. And then which one of them thought to bring rope or how did they lower the mat in? Was it just like, 
like with each one on a corner and then drop him the last five feet. Like there's so much going on here from the inside that I'm thinking, what was going on? Where were their minds? But they had to get him to Jesus. There's people who are in need. And without realizing it, we get excited about this powerful, awesome new song that, that, that's kind of like our Easter anthem that, that, that the band introduced today. I mean, worship was powerful. I, I loved that last song. It was so good. And, and what happens a lot of times is, is we get so involved because, because it's refreshing and, and, and it's filling us up. And, and we're so focused and concentrated in this direction that we forget about all the people that are just trying to get in the back door. We forget about the very people who, who need to get in front of Jesus because, because, I mean, it's good. It really is. And, and he's, he's given good stuff, and we're taking great notes. And, and all the while, who can't get in because we don't take the time to notice? Even though our heart doesn't say it, I, I think our actions are saying we don't, we don't really care about you. We're doing our own thing. We enjoy our church on, on our Sunday, and, and, and you know we enjoy our worship team, and we enjoy our time, but, but I, I, don't, I don't need to invite you. I, I believe with all of my heart that you and I were called to carry the weight. People are hurting, and when they're hurting, we're there with them. When they're crying, we're, we're crying with them. When they're in need, we carry the weight. And it's in carrying the weight, guys, that we then earn the right to be heard. You don't drive by and just shout, God bless you. We care about people. We show them his love before we even tell them about his love. What if the very moment you went to share with somebody about his love, they, they, they just, they recognized it because you've been showing it to them already. That's the type of person that's going to have an impact in people's lives. That's the, that's the kind of person who, who puts someone else's well-being even ahead of their own game. We carry the weight. And look, guys, I, man, I, I truly believe, I don't, know, I don't know how this will play out for each and every one of you, but I can guarantee I'm praying for it. <laughs> that if you have eyes to see this week, you're going to see people who are hurting. You're going to see people who need you to listen. You're going to see people that need help. Maybe even at work, you're going to see somebody. And, I mean, look, it could very well be a fellow classmate or a workmate, and in your mind... You don't like them too much. But, I, man, I'm praying that this week that all of a sudden God reveals to you maybe just a little bit of the weight that they're carrying, the hell that they're going through. And suddenly you realize that you have the ability to love them, to carry the weight, love them into a better place. God calls us to carry the weight. These four men, they carried their friends to Jesus because we don't just want to get people to Jesus. We have to get people to Jesus. The second thing that, uh, that I want to point out to you, and I, I think a lot of you are going to like this one, 
I think God is calling us sometimes to, to break the rules. There's <laughs> a few people who are sleeping are like, what? Yeah? All right, I can maybe get into this. In this story, we see four guys who, who they did. They, they broke some rules to do whatever it took to get people to Christ. They didn't settle for the standard, or they didn't settle for the, well, I, I guess it's not God's will. In verse 4, it says this. Since they couldn't get their buddy to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it, and then they lowered the mat the man was lying on. <laughs> so these guys are thinking, and, and again, I don't, I don't know their process. Hey, we've got to get this guy to Jesus, but there's so many people. Like, they're all leaning in. They're all listening. Hey, I don't know. Maybe we go up on the roof and we dig a hole. <laughs> Uh, I've done a little bit of research, uh, and uh, there's one particular commentary that, was, that talks about how, how um, they built their roofs. And, and their roofs were actually flat, like grassy almost, because they would go up there sometimes just to, to lay out, which I'm thinking is biblically a great idea. Uh, <laughs> if you ever see like a, a tiki hut on top of the building, the staff is just having, we're just going to go up there. <laughs> No, but so, so but the, to build these flat roofs, what they would do is, is they would use this, a combination of mud, but then also of, of, of fat and, and bull manure. Mix it together. It, the, the, it would act as a fertilizer for the grass. It would help it to grow, but it would also help everything just, just stick together and hold. So here comes these four guys getting up on top of the roof with, I, I don't know, the shovel they brought or the sticks. I don't, I don't know how they dug through it. But they're on the roof. They're digging through. How many of you know that sometimes in your digging, remember, what's the roof made of? Sometimes in your involvement in people's lives, you might have to dig through a little bull dookie. To get somebody to Jesus. Now look, don't get all don't get all perked up because I almost said I've said it. Okay, I'm just gonna let you know it's come out of these lips before. I'm I'm not trying to be a holier than thou nothing right now. But I think sometimes we we We, we get these mentalities, these ideas, and, and, and as soon as somebody says a word that we don't agree with or that we don't believe in or that, that, that it shouldn't be said, that's a bad word, and, and all of a sudden they're on the outside looking in, and we're not going to let them in because they're dirty, foul-mouthed. Just this last week, I, I, I was truly blessed. Uh, Pastor Brandon and I were, were talking with an individual, and, and we had spoken with this individual before, and... And, and very often we, we get the, this is what's wrong, this is what's, this is what's wrong with whatever. Um, very rarely do we get the, hey, thank you for. Um, but this particular individual, he came up and he said, man, I, I really want to thank you. He said, at this particular time I was dealing with some heavy things and I came into your office. You and Pastor Brandon were there and he said, I, I know, I, I dropped the F-bomb I don't know how many times. And 
He said, not once did y'all blink or pull back or get afraid. Or He said, I, I knew you were real enough that you understood I was in pain and it didn't hurt. And that blessed me. Sometimes you might have to dig through a little bull. So they're, they're digging through. Those again inside the house, roof's starting to fall in, the light's starting to open up, and all of this is going on. I, I can't, this had to be a crazy sight. I, I want to close with, with this little bit. I'm going to have the, the band go ahead and come on up. But what I love about this, I think, the most is that these, these guys, each, each one of these guys, they're, they're, not, they're not taking an obstacle as a sign that God's stopping them. They're not taking this obstacle as a sign that God's stopping them. Well, I'm sorry, Johnny, you can see that it's full today. Whereas a lot of times what we're doing is, well, well, God... God, if, if, if Johnny brings you up today, that, that'll, that'll be my sign. That'll be my sign from you, God, that, that, I'm supposed to, that I'm supposed to say something. When Johnny's never brought up God before. But that's your prayer. God, if, if, he, if he, and look, if you're here by the name of Johnny, I'm not picking on you. I just, just picked out a name. But we get this mentality of, yeah, God, if, if he brings it up, I'll know that you're showing me that, that I'm supposed to say something. That's, that's, not, that's not what Jesus said. Now love. We're going to have to break through some barriers. We're going to have to, we're gonna have to break maybe some rules, some, some, some status quo, the norm. We're going to have to do whatever it takes to get people to Jesus. Guys, the, the church, the church should be the most, the most creative, innovative organization around the church should be the most innovative, the most uh, creative organization around. Several hundred years ago, that was the church. The, le- the, the, the church led the forefront in every aspect, in the arts, in, in all of it. And yet somewhere along the way, we went from being the, the epicenter of the community to, to our four and no more. Somewhere along the way, we, we delegated innovation to industry. That's not our problem. We, I mean, we don't, we, don't, we don't have to do that. We handed off creativity to, to, to people in Hollywood. I wonder what they're doing. Hey, maybe we could implement some of what, hey. That, and then somewhere along the way, we, we figured we'd hand off relationships to computers and screens instead of being involved in somebody's life. We allowed the government to meet the needs of the poor when, guys, it's you and I. It's, it's you and it's me. You and I are the best equipped organization to reach the needs of this community. As the church, when we recognize that Jesus didn't come for the healthy, he came for the sick. And that, look, that's each and every one of us. That's all of us. Each and every one of us are in need of grace. We're all sick. We all need his grace. We all need Jesus.
when we recognize who he is and what he's done, guys, our, our only reasonable response would be to give him our whole lives. Can I have you start playing, please? Let me have y'all start playing, please. Are we not getting a signal out there? That may be it. Never mind, we'll just do without. I don't have to set a mood, do I? I want you to notice one last thing in all of this. Why were this man's sins forgiven? Why were this man's sins forgiven? Uh, reading back on that scripture, let me read it to you. If you don't have it in front of you, listen here. Look, it, it says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven. When Jesus saw their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven. When Jesus saw their faith, it never mentions the faith of the paralyzed man. In fact, it makes a distinction between there. It was there, they were doing the digging. They were doing this. They were lowering down. They were doing it. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven. Now, now, now please hear me because this, this gets in. People can take this and, and run it far. And well, then if you don't have faith, if you're not believing for somebody, that's why they, no, 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 no. But I, I, can't, I can't also not detract from the, the, the power of just, just some friends who cared so much about a friend that they needed to get him to Jesus. Now, you know, when he brings it up. Guys, I, I see a church that, that doesn't judge those who are without Christ but instead loves them and loves, the, to, to loves the, 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 that they could also know the same grace that we have found. I see a church full of people who, who will carry them weight, who will, who will get messy, who will get involved, who are, are going to get a little dirty, get involved in the lives of people, cutting through the religious garbage just in order to get people to Jesus. Because I see a church full of people who knows what it means to be sick and knows what it means to be healed. A church, a group of people who, who knows what it means to be a desperate sinner. Once I was lost, but thank God now I know, I know what grace is extended. Now I am saved. If he can do it for me, God knows he can do it for just about anybody else. If he can do it for me, I'm telling you, he can do it for anybody else. Who are you to say he can't? I truly know that God is calling you and I to, to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. Whose life are you getting involved in this week? Here's that challenge again. Who are you bringing to Easter service? 
we'll set the decorations. We'll set it all up. We'll get it ready. But who are you bringing? Are you willing to get involved? Are you willing to to give a ride? Are you willing to meet them at a certain point where they're at in their life? Are you willing to get dirty to do it? Get involved. Yes, care, give, serve. but, But now, now love. Don't pass up the opportunities that that I told you. I'm praying for you to have this week. I I set you up. When you walked in the door, when you tuned in online, I've already been praying that you would have an opportunity this week. Sorry I didn't warn you beforehand. I, I pray you do. I pray you see the hurt in somebody's eyes. Instead of telling them how wrong they are, you recognize the weight that they're carrying I pray that that person who voted different than you, that believes different than you, that that this week you see the reasons why they thought what they thought and why they had to get where they were. And and instead of being condescending about who they are, you take the time to say, you know what? Jesus loves you and I kind of have to too. (laughs) I'd love to invite you to church with me that you ever believe the way I believe, but uh, but I I want you to at least, I I believe that you need to see this Jesus. They need to know that you care. Come on, church, stand up with me as I close. Uh, the, The world needs to know that we care. The world needs to see that we care. The world needs to know that we're gonna be involved in their lives. And and sometimes it really is just as simple as, hey, I'd love you to come with me next week. If you bow your heads with me, Heavenly Father, I pray, Lord God, that your spirit would do a work within each and every one of our lives, Lord Jesus. Father, that that, that we wouldn't leave here apathetic or, or, or sit here and thinking this was for somebody else, Lord God, but that we would be lit, Father, on fire with a love, with a desire, a need for people who are far from you. Never with a judgmental heart or or an attitude that's condescending, Lord God, but a heart that breaks and recognizes that you came for sinners. And each and every one of us are sinners, Lord God, and we need your grace. I thank you in advance, Lord Jesus, for every person here today that, that wants to start praying for those who need Christ. That more than just shouting out that Jesus loves you, Lord God, they, they want to take the time, get involved, start daily praying for that individual. I pray for those here today, Lord God, who may have given up on somebody they love. For the son or daughter who thinks their dad could never come to faith. Or the friend, the, the best friend here today who who thinks that my my mate never, he's never gonna go there. For those here today that that may even be struggling with with their own children and wondering, Lord God, will will they ever, will will your your word says that it will not return void, Lord God, and I I don't see it, I I don't know that it's happening. Father, I pray that each and every one of us would have a faith to believe in the power of your love, believing you for even the impossible. And that God, more so than just believing for it, that we would then as well have a a heart that follows after yours, that breaks for those, Lord God, who are far from you.
that we would too extend that invitation, that we would too, Lord God, get involved in their lives just as you didn't come for the healthy but came for the sick. We thank you, God. We thank you, God, for all that you are, for all that you're doing, Lord Jesus. And we pray that you would open our eyes to the world around us. With every head bowed, every eye closed, guys, I, I wanna close, but just as Pastor Brandon said, look, if you're here today and you've never prayed a prayer, you've, you've never experienced a relationship with Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's unlike anything you've ever done. Everything else, every, every, everything else that you utilize, just trying to fill that hurt, that void, that, that, that pain inside, it, it always is still just ringing. It's always still just there. But Jesus, man, I'm telling you now, Jesus is <laughs> unlike anything you've ever done, anything you've ever used, anything you've ever experienced. If that's you today and, and you don't know that power, you don't know that relationship, it really is just as simple as saying, Jesus, I need you. I can't. I, I can't, God. I need you. It really is that simple. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here, if you're tuning in online, and, and, and man, you, you just want to say, Lord God, I need you. Type that in right now. Here, I, I ask you real quickly, just where you're at, raise your hand and say, Lord God, I need you. Lord God, I need you. Awesome. Lord God, I need you. Awesome. Lord God, I need you. Awesome as well, guys, with joining with, look, as there's those who, who want to believe, Lord God, this week, I, I, I need your help. I, I need to be involved in somebody's life. If you'd raise your hand too and say, God, I need you. If you're going to invite somebody this week and you need God's help to do it, man, raise your hand and say, God, I need you. Across the room, tuning in online for all those. Lord God, across this place, Father, we declare that no longer are we just going to keep our backs to the wall, Lord Jesus. Keep our, our backs to the people who are hurting, Father. But we pray for your guidance, your direction in leading us to be involved in people's lives. That they would hear, they would see, they would experience because of our lives and then because of our testimony. The awesome, wonderful working power of your love. I thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in people's hearts across this room. God, I need you. More than anything else, more than anything that ails me, more than anything that, that bothers me, more than all these other things, Lord God, that are going on, I need you. That's our heart's cry. That's our prayer today, God. Let your name be glorified. Let your son be lifted up, Lord Jesus, through us, showing your love. It's in the name of your son that we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, church, give a big shout to the Lord God. Hey, I pray y'all have a wonderful week that you see somebody, you invite them, and then we'll see you next week. Two services, 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock. God bless you all. Come on.